Well, boys, what are you going to sing? The squeezer was not any use. A lemon without any juice. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. And you're listening to Boodoo a Goose, a podcast about idioms, expressions, and slang. From across the pond. Why'd you say it weirdly? You know, I don't know why I do this sometimes when I'm doing the intro. I I, I have this like anxiety that people are listening to the to the episode and they're going, I bet they just recorded the intro once and they attach it to the beginning every time. Uh, we, we don't. We don't do that. We do it live for real every time. Yeah. Yeah, but I have this like ang- I have this fear that people are like they're just phoning in and now they're not even recording. They're they probably you know they probably why would it do. make a difference anyway if we recorded the intro? The rest of it's unique. This is true. I I I guess it's more that um, I think that what we've done is we've recorded a library of every sound the human voice is capable <laughs> of making, and then we type up what we're going to say, and then this library, this program, assembles the sounds like a, like a, a text-to-speech program, but it's our individual voices. You've gone down a weird route. Well, I don't want, I want people to know that we're real people and we're really talking and not a single piece of artificial intelligence at all helps in making this unless GarageBand uses artificial intelligence. I think we need to get you on those antipsychotic medication. Ooh, like from The Simpsons. <laughs> anyway, would you like to know uh, what our phrase is today? I, our listeners already know because it's the title of the episode, but yes, I would love to know it. It's up the duff. Up the duff. Speaking of the Simpsons, <laughs> it's can't got, get enough of that wonderful duff. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the duff beer from the Simpsons. It okay. didn't even cross my mind. Really? Yeah. D u double f. Yeah, same thing. Spelled the same way. Yeah. Up the duff. Simpsons now available on Disney Plus. I may have accidentally given away what this means when we were like having a conversation about what we were going to do. But like, if you didn't know, what do you think? What would you posit in? I well, I do is. know, but uh, I guess, okay, up the duff, I would think maybe drunk because it's duff and it's beer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, duff beer wasn't a thing until the 90s, and this is a much older saying. Well, I think that the joke of duff beer is that, okay, well, huh, okay, duff, I think, means sit on, like, your butt, like, you're sit, sitting on your duff all day. Um, oh. So I think that, that the joke, because of course nothing in The Simpsons is just like, you're oh, right, you need a name. On my research, duff does come up as meaning buttocks. Yeah, so like but if you're sitting on, okay. the joke being that like the people who drink duff beer are like Homer and Barney. They're people who just sit around on their butt all day in the bar. Okay. So, and like how Buzz Cola is like sugary and makes you like anxious, you know? So like everything in The Simpsons is some sort of joke. So I, I would think that it meant like, uh, like up, up the duff is like drunk or lazy. Oh, okay. What does it mean? It means pregnant. Oh, okay. So neither. <laughs> you might want to sit on your duff if you're pregnant. Probably a good yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, and we actually have... Oh, because this is the Mother's Day episode. This is the Mother's Day episode, everybody. Yay. Everyone who is a mother has probably been up the duff. No, not everyone. Not necessarily, because there's many ways that you could have that. Yeah. But uh, everyone who's ever pushed a baby out. Yeah, has been up the duff. Yeah. Um... So it means pregnant. Uh, there are so many different ways to say pregnant. When I started looking this up, like up the duff, I always think is interesting because it is a British phrase and um, it, it's not a very nice way to say someone's pregnant. So <laughs> I was kind of interested. It's like, it's like knocked up. It's like knocked up, which is yeah. the American version. Oh, okay. Um, that, that I think you guys say a lot here. It's mm-hmm. the title of a movie. And I hear it oh, more yeah. in American TV shows Catherine that Heigl. she was knocked up. You like Catherine Heigl. I do like have her. We see, have you seen that movie, Knocked Up? I have. Did you care for it? 
It was okay. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> People who came to that movie hoping for a good Catherine Heigl experience were very disappointed. Would you like to hear some other ways of, of saying knocked up or up the duff? I would love to. Um, there's, of course, eating for two. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. That that'll be if I ever get pregnant. Will be how I describe it. That's I mean that'll I've, be the my favorite pastime. That's the excuse. That's the excuse. Yeah. Um, you can eat as much as you want. I'm pregnant. Up the pole. That's a little sexual. <laughs> there's in the club, which I, I guess you're in the the preg- pregnant lady club. Pregnant club. Yeah. Um, there's in a delicate condition. You know, um, oh, yeah, the lady's sure. in a delicate condition. Because you right can't, now. can't ride a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, swallowed a watermelon seed. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it out of your mouth. <laughs> in the family way. Yeah. She's in the family way. Yeah. I've because heard. it used to be rude to say the word pregnant. Right. Isn't that ridiculous? Well, you know about. Okay, so we, we've spoken on this before. I don't know if this has ever been in the podcast, but uh, the UK didn't get I Love Lucy, everybody. Or maybe they did. I don't remember. We, if we talked about this I on the podcast. I wasn't alive. Well, yeah, but Lucy, Lucy is something that's, I mean, neither was I, but it, it has managed to survive incredible and, and sustain its popularity, at least well, all the way up to the early 2000s. Somebody from the 50s, they might have a recollection of it. I, I, yeah, I do wonder if like your parents know of Lucy. Maybe. That makes sense to me. Interestingly, in that, uh, I read an, a novel recently, Funny Girl by Nick Hornby, one of my favorite novelists. Uh, and it's about a um, woman who becomes a sitcom star in the UK in the 1960s. And she idolizes Lucille Ball. So I can't imagine that Nick Hornby would have just picked Lucille Ball and said, well, she was around, so obviously she had some... I mean, it was live TV. It was, I mean... I don't I, represent all of England as well. You know, just because I don't know somebody. I suppose. I suppose. Okay, so I'll have to, we'll have to ask around. We'll have to... Well, I... Um, your mom listens to this, so mm-hmm. she can provide some uh, context. But anyway, uh, on the Lucy show, I mean, which which was on I Love Lucy, where uh, um, they didn't sleep in the same bed because mm-hmm. it was the 50s, and they couldn't say pregnant. Do you have on your list what they did say? No. Expecting. Oh, expecting. Yeah, that's yeah. another one. Yeah. Yeah. Prego, pregas. But it was, say today. the network censor was like, you can't say the word pregnant, even though she was visibly pregnant. Somehow this baby happened without the two of them sleeping in the same bed. That's so bizarre that like, uh, just that it just shows kind of like this kind of patriarchal society that we live in, that a, a normal female bodily function that actually brings everyone into this world right. shan't be discussed or spoken about. Like I was reading something the other day that spoke about all the mysteries surrounding pregnancy and how, you know, all the like, I don't know, gross is not the right word. Natural, natural is a better word. Yeah. Things that happen to a woman's body during pregnancy, like things like a mucus plug. Yeah. Are not widely discussed or like spoken about. They're still seen as something kind of kind of, kind of private like, or obscene, even yeah. though it's like completely natural and that's how we all got here. And it's something that everyone who gives birth to a child experiences. Yeah. Like it's it's but it's yeah. like not spoken about. Yeah, like they, they talked about I this. guess some people don't want to share the intimacies of their body, but like, I don't know. I just think it's it's strange. I mean, nobody wants to talk about, not to say that, that well, there's, just, there's things that the body does that pe- that make people like queasy or uneasy. You know, like, like, like being sick. I know, but we're much more readily to talk about, I don't know, poop and sick and all that stuff than we like are about pregnancy and what happens to women's bodies well it also comes in a bit with misogyny because like people don't talk about periods yeah you you try to like there's most groups of men i'd say if you start talking about your period around them they plug their ears and go la 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 yeah which is insane yeah because but and then they'll go watch a movie where a guy's head gets cut off 
And yeah. blood shoots out of everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, you want to hear a couple more? Yes. So we had In the Family Way, which, like you said, was like, I love Lucy expecting, the yeah. polite way to say it. They probably used There's other some... terms on Lucy, but expecting was the one they popularized. Here's, here's the opposite end of polite. Okay. You want to hear this one? <laughs> Up the spout. <laughs> that's the opposite end right and then similarly to up the pole you have up the stick um <laughs> great and you just it's have the same. <laughs> apparently this is a phrase in trouble <laughs> uh, Ooh, that's interesting i guess that's just, that maybe denotes something unplanned or unexpected yeah there's a i'm gonna get into my uh um comics lore a little a little tiny bit they did a mini series a while ago called trouble that was about the marvel comics put this out that was about um uh a group of friends two men and two women um who end up forming two separate couples uh and then one of them gets pregnant and they call it trouble it's an unplanned pregnancy and it turns out that it's spider-man's parents yeah yeah and they called it trouble and i never thought why was it why was it called trouble oh because it's about an unplanned pregnancy yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man was an accident, everybody. Oh. <laughs> or a surprise. A surprise. Um, but without that surprise, Dr. Octopus would have just taken over the city. So it's a good surprise. Great. I love it when you I tell you something and you relate it so well to the real world. <laughs> thank you for that. Look, all I'm saying is Dr. <laughs> Octopus isn't here anymore and we know who to thank. Great. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know, misogyny around these phrases. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of sexual innuendos. and um, Yeah, sometimes you're just trying to have a normal conversation about pregnancy and someone keeps bringing up Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's another one uh, which we're going to talk about later, so we won't talk about it too much now, but in the pudding club. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you about how that relates to everything in a moment. Okay, I'm excited about <laughs> in the pudding club. <laughs> and there's... Um, the rabbit died. Oh, have you yeah. heard of that? Wasn't that like a, like a a, a ar- very archaic and like witchy sort of pregnancy test? Um, yeah, I don't know if you call it witchy, um, but this is a real thing, okay? Right. And people would say the rabbit died because there was a real pregnancy test where women's urine was injected into rabbits, and then scientists disent. Dissected the rabbits to see if a certain chemical reaction happened, and then deemed the woman pregnant. This is a real thing, and so, so, so because of that test, when people were pregnant, they would be like, "Well, the rabbit died, so here I am." <laughs> like that—that's like the modern-day equivalent of being like, "There was a plus on the plastic <laughs> stick." <laughs> yeah, basically. But back in the day, you didn't pee on a stick. I guess you peed in a cup, and then someone injected it into a poor little rabbit, and then killed the rabbit and dissected them. Well, the rabbit Isn't dies whether you're really pregnant or not. Weird, right? Isn't that what that means? Yeah. So, with, if you're not pregnant, you're wasting rabbits. The rabbit dies anyway. Why? Ra- how did we figure? You know what, man? I, I, the science on this is probably incredible. But it's real. It, it's um, it was cited in a New York Times article. They reported on the death of the woman who invented this. Um, this test. I fully thought that it's a real thing. You can Google it. I, I I did check because I was like, that's not real, and then I double checked it. I fully thought that the rabbit died was like like almost like a superstition. Like if you know, like Groundhog Day. Like if the rabbit <laughs> yeah. if, if the rabbit drinks your pee and dies, then you're like pregnant. a rabbit's foot is lucky or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe. Do you think those two are related? If you take if you keep the rabbit that they use to prove <laughs> that you're pregnant and you give it to your baby, then it's like then the, the rabbit, dead carcass of the rabbit or the just, ra- the foot? Th- just the foot. Just oh, the foot. Okay. 
okay. Foot. Just the yeah. foot's fine. Th- then the foot like protects the baby, and it's because the. I think they're completely unrelated. Okay. But, um, well, maybe that's something that people should do when they do this weird rabbit test that no one does anymore. They're both strange. Um, Can you imagine going into a pet store nowadays and being like, I need a rabbit. <laughs> we just need to know if she's pregnant and she's like seven months in. <laughs> yeah, uh, very strange. I mean, there's other ones as well. Like I said, up the pole. Up the pole is actually a really old phrase. I thought it was more modern. It's very old and it was first recorded in James Joyce. Ulysses. Oh, wow. Yeah, and obviously the pole refers to the penis. Right, I can't imagine. What, what was the other one? Up the up the stick? Up the spout up and the up spout. the stick well, as up well. Well, up the spout, I don't think... Well, I mean, I guess that I suppose like, that refer to penis. It doesn't. It refers to... We're putting the explicit on this episode. We are. It refers <laughs> to the opening. Those <laughs> probably get more hits. The thing is that we both know our biggest fans are our mums. That's, <laughs> that's the worst part of this whole thing. <laughs> that we're like, we're like, oh, we're going to talk about these things. And then I'm just in the back of my head being like, but my mum is <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> um, this one's weird as well. Stung by a serpent. Oh, come on. Come yeah. on. People coming up with these. This is That's that's That rude. has biblical references to Adam and Eve, but also a penis. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the, the penis is the serpent in this. <laughs> I mean, and stung. So when you say stung, like to me, that's like almost a cute way of saying like a bee sting. Like a bee stung my belly and now my belly's big. <laughs> like that's kind of silly. Or even the birds and the bees. That could be sort of related. Oh, yeah. But if you say stung, well, first of all, serpents don't sting, they bite. So that's already science is mad at you. Second <laughs> of all. Science is mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, I feel like I've had enough penis snake analogies in my life. I don't need another one. I haven't. I I've never heard of a penis snake analogy. The Nicki Minaj song Anaconda, which samples. The, oh my god, that's about a penis. My Anaconda don't want none unless you've got buns, hun. Which is the line that, that samples from Sir Mix-a-Lot's video. I back. used to play that at teen discos. You used to play Anaconda at teen <laughs> discos. I mean, to be, I didn't know it was about a penis. To be frank, <laughs> as much as she is an incredibly talented and successful and awesome artist, Nicki Minaj is not really for kids. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, even Starships, which is probably her most innocuous song, and I haven't done a deep dive on, on what the lyrics mean. Uh, um, I mean, Starships are made to fly. Hands up and touch the sky. I'm, I mean, all I it can say is that if the parents came in, they probably also thought it was about an Amazonian creature. Have you seen the music video? It's just butts. <laughs> no, I haven't. Well, I, I, I thought maybe with Nicki Minaj there was something to do with a butt, but I had no idea there was anything to do with a penis. And, and butt is definitely okay, more okay than penis, to sing about a butt. Well, most, a lot of the lyrics are, because it's my Anaconda don't unless, you, unless you've got buns, hun. And it's mostly about, I mean, it's about, no, it's about both. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, it's too late now. I can't take it back. I've poisoned a bunch of children. Royal is definitely listening to the show, and they're going to retroactively <laughs> fire you from your position. Great, fantastic. I don't think we ever said the name of the company we worked for before. <laughs> Uh-oh. Gay. Retract. Right. Royal um, Crown Cola. <laughs> Duff beer. <laughs> duff beer, right. Um, so before we get into Up the Duff, because that that it kind of has a nice, fun origin story. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about the what I think is the US equivalent, which is Knocked Up. Okay. Which has a less fun origin story. Ooh. I mean, it doesn't sound great. The, the way I thought of it before I re, um, researched it, Knocked Up to me sounds like someone's been beaten up or hurt. Yeah. It kind of has a violent connotation, if you, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It is from the U.S., 
it's not a British phrase that made its way over here. You guys made it up yourselves. Sure. From the um, 19th century. Okay, it goes back that far. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and actually, in the UK, knock up is a phrase, and I have heard this before, and I'd forgotten it because it's not widely used today. Um, it doesn't mean pregnant in the UK. Mm-hmm. To um, knock up or be a knocker up, um, you knock on people's windows to waken them. To awaken them, to wake them up. So back in the day when people used to oh. work at factories and they all used to have to go to work at exactly the same time and they lived very close to the factories, it would be someone's job to go around and tap on. They used to have these long sticks, but so people would they say, would tap on people's windows and knock them up. So you might say to someone, hey, I've got an early day tomorrow. Could you knock me up tomorrow? Yeah, or you might be like, oh, I just knocked up my aunt. Irma, <laughs> which you would not say in America. Okay, so I was going to, because do you recall, I'm going to get back into, I'm going to do a, a, a little, little slight tangent. You're not doing Spider-Man again, are No, we? no, there's nothing okay. to do with Spider-Man. This has to do with <laughs> um, when uh, when we worked on cruise ships, at one point I organized a, a show with the comedians on board for the crew, and one of those comedians was a very funny, very nice gentleman named Kerry Long. He's based out of Sacramento, if you live in the Sacramento area. Um, he mostly performs on cruise ships nowadays, but I mean, probably not right now now. Um, he, he's super funny, one of the nicest dudes I've ever worked with, uh, speaks like a hundred languages, um, but he had a, a bit in his act where he sort of made fun of British slang, which actually that'd be, if I could find that clip, maybe we could do something with that um, on this show. But he, one time while doing the show, used that phrase, knock, and you said, I'd never heard that before, but now it's... Oh no, it's just, it's just an old phrase. I right. have heard it. Oh, okay. Or maybe I heard it when you spoke to me. Yeah, when you knock someone up, you awaken them. And it was a thing in the olden days with the factories where people would be employed before, like, they also used to have bells that they mm. would ring and try and wake people up when it was time for the factories or loud sirens. Okay. Um, and then, of course, we moved on to just alarm clocks and mobile phones. But but yeah, back in the day, where someone would tap on people's windows and they would be the knocker-up. Okay. So that that's a thing where there could be a bit of a confusion. Like, if... If someone yeah. said, if, if said, someone said, I knocked up my mom this morning, people in America would be very upset. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if we're actually looking at the phrase, um, you know, and we're talking about knocked up in, in terms of meaning pregnant, mm-hmm. that is just American. It, it has American origins. Um, and the Oxford English Dictionary. Mm, um, legit. Trace it back as far as to 1813. Um, and there's an Oxford English Dictionary citation from 1836 um, where it says where it comes from. And it says that knocked up refers to slave women who are, quote, unquote, knocked down by the auctioneer and knocked up by the purchaser. So it has horrible origins. Whoa. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Knocked down by the auctioneer and knocked... Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's about rape. Ugh. Oh, okay. Well, now we know the true and horrifying origins of the phrase that is the title of a very silly Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> yeah. So um, maybe... Oh my God. Like, all I'm putting forward, you know, we're not telling you you can't use this term. Because it's so long ago. But there are a lot of other different terms. That now we've given to you. Stung by a serpent. It's <laughs> one the of spout. them. Up the spout. Oh, ew. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, are they that much better? I don't know. But I'm going They're to... They're not about... I'm going to put yeah. forward an argument as to why up the duff is better. Okay, great. Up the duff is better. It has a slightly better origin story. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, up the duff... It doesn't just mean pregnant. It's up also the, fun to say. It is fun to say. Up the duff often is used for... 
unplanned pregnancies. Not always. Sure. It doesn't just mean unplanned. I'd say that knocked up probably means that too. Yeah, it, it has certain connotations, but it doesn't always mean that. It can mean a planned one mm-hmm. too. Um, so there's a couple of theories. Um, the first theory is that duff is actually a type of pudding. Now, we're thinking British pudding, not American not pudding. Amer- well, pudding just means dessert. Yeah, pudding means dessert, but like... If you say, are we having... Uh, but if you're talking to like a noun of a pudding, mm-hmm. as opposed to like just saying afters or dessert, mm-hmm. for, that's kind of like a, a slang term for dessert. Yeah, afters But if is- you're talking about the noun of an actual pudding, it normally means something spongy, like a... Um, Treacle pudding, a stuffy ticky, stuff, uh, stuffy, toffee, sticky, stuffy ticky, stop it, <laughs> sticky toffee pudding. I do D D character. A jam roly poly. Right. They're basically um, a, a sphere chopped in half. If you think of them as that shape. Okay, a half. Sphere, a Christmas sure. pudding, like a figgy pudding, that shape. Right. You know what I mean? A dome. A dome. Yes, thank you. There we go. Um, now a duff is usually either a plum pudding or a stiff flour pudding, often with dried fruit boiled in a cloth bag. Uh-huh. So it's kind of an old, you know, pudding. Or it just is how northerners say dough, <laughs> which I think is quite funny. Oh, just um, duff means just, dough. Just duff means dough, but it's, right. it's related to this idea of pudding. So some people have said, you know, like a pregnant woman is kind of that shape. Sure. Yeah. So it's up, just you ate a really big pudding. <laughs> yeah. Up the duff is like part of the pudding club she looks a bit like a pudding oh British pudding not American pudding not American pudding American pudding is just liquid American jello pudding where yeah. you just stir it with a whisk she doesn't look like that yeah there's no yeah, skin on top but yeah she has like a dome so some people think it's just to do with um, how, how a woman looks however there's some other evidence to suggest otherwise okay um, uh, pudding is also slang apparently for penis did you know that? Dreadful. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Oh, well, is, is it like because of like black pudding, white pudding, blood pudding? No, I, I have no idea why it's slang Because those are sausages, right? Oh, I guess. Yeah. Oh, God. Th- I mean, did that not occur to you? Did not occur to me. Oh, okay. No. Um, I mean, the I, I didn't find out why. Um, I just found evidence that it dates back to the 18th century. Sure. Um, and I even found a quote from... Um, 1719, Thomas de Urfie's Wit and Mirth. Um, it was a book with songs in it. And one of the quotes is, that I might continue in love with the strain of his pudding. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's nasty. Um, so, you know, it, it could either just relate... So we've got two theories here. Duff is a type of pudding... And does it mean that women look a bit like puddings or does it relate to pudding in terms of the slang penis? Right. We don't know. We don't know. Listener, choose your own adventure. You decide whichever one you want it to be. Either one is better than the origin story for Knocked Up. Yes. So, um, and they also, you know, said it relates to the phrase in the pudding club Mm -hmm. and also maybe um, the phrase bun in the oven. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Of course. Because the pudding is baked. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the, the bun in the oven one is much more contested because it's a bit of a jump and a leap. And also the bun in the oven is kind of like something inside something else. So mm-hmm. it's kind of more visual, I guess. But yeah. But yeah um, so that's all my research on uh, pregnancy phrases. 
And up the duff sounds kind of rough, but it's not that bad. Yeah, that's not that bad. It's it's a little. I mean, it, it's not the most it's delicate way of putting crude, it. Yeah. yeah, as opposed to she's very delicate right now, or what was it? Oh, um, oh, she's um in a delicate condition. In a delicate condition. Oh, yeah, delicate condition. I, there's like certain people in my life that's where I feel nice. like like all. Of, I feel like all of these. I know who in my life would say. I know who would say <laughs> in the club. I know who, like because in the club is like. That's something that a, that a, someone who had already given birth might say, like, "Oh, one one of us, one of us," that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a delicate condition is someone who feels that pregnancy should not be spoken of. <laughs> yes. Um, swallowed a watermelon seed. That just sounds like an episode of Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. they did that on Magic School Bus too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, up up the stick is like my my gross friend who's doing a Cockney accent for no reason. <laughs> Um, in trouble is like we're we're eighteen uh, <laughs> and we just met, <laughs> and I'm I'm being sent to the convent. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so. and the rabbit died. Is you're two hundred and fifty years old? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you, and you refuse to accept modern science. <laughs> refuse. Yeah. You know it exists. That's, that's like, I mean, I'm not peeing on a stick. I'm peeing on a rabbit. I mean, that's like, I don't want to say Amish because I feel like even the Amish are like, that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like that sort of like, you know, no new. We don't learn new things. <laughs> we have what we have, and we have our tradition. I'm frozen in this specific period of history, and this right. is the only way to find out if someone's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Well, well, this has been a very fun one, and uh, we hope that you're listening to it on or around Mother's Day, because it's for mothers, because it's about pregnancy. <laughs> listen to it Listen to it with your mom. Oh, God. <laughs> and yet, at the same time, we both need to say, hi, Mom. Hi, Mom, because they listen. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to Boodoo a Goose. Um, if you could leave ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcasts, if you get them on iTunes, that's the place where most reviews wind up. But uh, if you can leave ratings on Spotify or Apple Music, that's iTunes. Apple Music and iTunes are the same. Or uh, wherever, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spotify. We Spotify, said that. Amazon. We're on Amazon. Leave a review with Stitcher. your friends. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Tell your friends. That's really how we get most of our new listeners is fun word of mouth. So uh, tell your friends with your mouth. Great. Right. Okay, we've gone down a silly line here. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, I just feel like I'm in a silly mood today. <laughs> it's because we mentioned the word penis like Yeah, we say, Yeah, if you just say penis enough, this becomes a ten times funnier episode. <laughs> uh, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. And this has been another episode of Voodoo Goose. Thank you so much for listening. And remember... Nobody says potato. To a Goose is produced by Will Scoville as a part of the Comedio Network. Thanks to Hannah Wardle for the art and Max Abrams for the theme song, She Couldn't Say Boo to a Goose. Send any questions or comments to boo to a goose podcast at gmail.com. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. 
Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host Sup Doc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, Sup Doc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at SupDocPodcast. 